In this episode of the podcast, you're going to hear from Angie Nisbet, who has a podcast called Married to the Land, which she started back on the 25th of September, 2020. Married to the Land is a podcast that is for rural women wanting to hear from other rural women and how you live, the unique challenges that you encounter living rurally that a city sider like me wouldn't understand. I find the conversations that she has on Married to the Land quite unique because it's not something that I know anything about. And my editors say the same thing when they're editing her show. It's a really fun one to edit because the topics and the challenges are so different to what you encounter when everything is just easy, everything is close. I wanted to talk to Angie about what it means to her to have a podcast, what kind of voices she's wanting to highlight, uh, the challenges that she has around time management with children and a farm, you know, all there's just, there's layers of complexity here that I wanted to make sure that we hit on. And hopefully that'll help you if you have unique challenges as well. So let's get into it for today. Who are you trying to reach with your show? I'd love to know. I reach a female-based audience, although in the last little while I have started to gain a few male listeners, which is fantastic. They're women from all over the country, really, and I need to be able to engage stories that mean something to me personally. I know if if I was on the other end of their headphones, what would I want to hear? And for me, it's to hear stories like mine, to know that there's people like me doing very ordinary things, everyday today things, but in the same sense too, we're very unique. We're pretty, what we do here, you know, we we feed the country and we feed the nation and it's very important to me. So I think hearing those stories of similar threads is really important. It's growing heaps and I'm building a very good community within probably Instagram and Facebook, but also just in the community, I'm having a lot more people sort of come up to me and go, oh, I love listening to this. And I'm a pretty humble person. I don't I don't like putting myself out there too much, but on the other side of that too, you kind of do need to put yourself out there to be able to make that connection with your listeners as well. It's a very interesting game, isn't it? Because you get into podcasting so that you can kind of be a voice with no face as well. Yeah, like some you, distance. That's right. You, you get into it wanting that, like you want that experience where they put the headphones on and they're listening to you and maybe they can't see you and maybe they can imagine where you are and who you are and what you look like and all these things, right? So that's where you kind of get into it and you feel like, yeah, that's how I want to connect with people. And then the more you get into it, you realize, oh, hang on, like I have to kind of build a brand around this podcast and it does need a face maybe it's not my face but it needs a face and I need to put effort into the social media channels and the marketing behind this and putting myself out there in ways that I don't really feel comfortable with because it's not why I started it you know so it's a tricky line and it is hard to get used to and to do that dance of wanting to be anonymous, but also wanting to be out there and share things with the world. And I think you're doing a really good job of opening yourself up more. When I first met you, you did feel, feel a little bit more like not shy, but a bit, as you say, just humble. Like you, you don't want to yeah. make a big fuss. You know, you don't want the judgment. You don't want people critiquing you and you don't want people to think, you know, hearing your voice, you're like, oh my gosh, do I really sound like that? But it's just... It's that ego that's trying to talk you out of it. And I think, 
knocking that down and going, right. And I think putting a positive spin on it as well, you know, leaning into doing reels or leaning into, you know, making that connection and putting a voice over whatever it might be. And people do, they do, they, they generally want to be able to know who you are, what you're doing, where you're living. It's exciting. It's very nerve wracking. I do a lot of reels and put them in my drafts folder, <laughs> but it's, um, it's, it's good fun. So your show has been going now since 2020, let's say. How do you feel it has helped you in maybe not in your business or maybe in your business and in your life? Business-wise, I think I've learned what not to do, what not to procrastinate on. I think you need to, you want to have processes in place to make it run well. But in that sense as well, I've really cut out some stuff like that I just don't need to do. It's grown quite organically to the point where I've had to start investing in myself a little bit. For a while there, I was really scared about putting a price on things. And then professionally, I think it's probably grown me as a person to sort of really believe that I can do something other than what I do on the property here, which is, you know, check waters or the cattle or whatever it might be. I've made some really great connections with people, long lasting friendships. And then also I think for me personally is that I have presented myself differently as well. You know, I'll have conversations with people and it's not the superficial conversations anymore. It's it's getting into that next level and not being scared of asking people you know, how's the weather? How's this? How's that? I can really sort of get to a conversation quicker, which has helped me personally and professionally. That's great. I love that too. I get really bored very quickly with the chit chat. As deep as you can get quickly, where you can really start, and podcasting is very good for that, where you can really start to ask something that's a valuable question and also warrants a valuable response Valuable both ways, meaning the person that you're talking to feels heard and you feel like you're learning something as well at the same time. So I think that the way you've crafted questions has definitely changed over the last couple of seasons, that it feels more mature in the delivery of those as well. And so I would agree with you that uh, not that it was ever face value chit chat kind of stuff, but I think that you've really honed in even further on what it is you're trying to get out of this person that you feel like everyone can learn something and everyone uh, gets an impact from it. So yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. And I think there's a great saying that goes, um, seek first to understand, then to be understood. So I think if you're direct and really ask what you want to get out of that conversation, your content's better. Okay. So what do you think then is the, your favorite part of your podcast? Mine might be an obvious one, but I love, I love the promos. I love the promos. It's the snippets. It's that minute of, complete silence where you can just listen to that person say something of huge value that everyone stops and and listens to it or they click on the reel and they want to listen to it again or they'll share it to someone that to me is really exciting it's like a pin drop for me it's like here you go here is some gold you guys need to listen to this because what this person's saying has huge impact so that would be mine i actually 
really enjoy that, that that's your answer to that one, because that is something for me personally, when I was editing, I don't edit so much anymore, but when I was an editor, picking out the gold for me was just like my favorite thing to do where you could go, how, how tight can I get this? And what is the actual juice that's coming out of that episode that someone can connect with. So I, I'm totally there with you. Like having those little snippets is great. Yeah. So then the flip side of that would be what's your least favorite part of the podcast? Time. <laughs> <laughs> time management. <laughs> time management. Yeah, I think time. I think everyone lives such a busy scheduled life. For me, I really have to be delicate with when I do it. Like it's just really hard to get people lined up to do interviews. You need to be a little bit at their beck and call, which I'm, which I'm fine with. But, you know, when you've got three children running around and 100,000 acres to look after, it's really like, okay. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I need to make sure that that time is effective and it's efficient. Which I guess is probably why, because you didn't always use Bambi Media for your production. You were doing it yourself uh, for, was it just the first season? I can't remember now. Um, yeah, for a couple of seasons. Couple of seasons? Yeah, and yeah. then I was just like all my Christmases had come at once and I stumbled <laughs> upon you guys. It's, it's just made such a huge difference to me personally, uh, professionally, and then I think just building a friendship with you guys as well. You know, it's, it's really important you guys understand what I'm trying to do and you're always there for feedback or a sounding board, so it's, I'm forever grateful for that. And especially if, if podcasting isn't your whole gig, you know, you've got other things going on in your life. So trying to navigate where you shove everything in your life and have allocated impactful time for all these things that feel like it's not just slotted in, but it's valuable. Like that's what I want people to take away from that is like, yeah, you can slot things in and schedule them in, but you need to also be in the headspace where you want to dive into something, especially like this. This is a creative pursuit. You can't just plop it anywhere you have to kind of be in the space to have a thought-provoking conversation or feel like you're ready to connect or feel like you can have your own space when your children aren't running around and you've got all these other things in your head you know it's actually quite difficult to do that have you got any big plans for the podcast just really work on sort of um, I hate using the word monetizing the podcast but as I said before that's where it's gone and so I need to just really lean into that and it, it is it's really happening organically for me you know I've got a couple of spaces n next year that are available and they're starting to fill up but that's been a bit of a challenge but I'm also really embracing it too because I think especially in the industry that I'm in people need to get on board with it because if you're not on board with it, you're going to miss it. And then that could be the difference between, you know, business and a non-business. So I think people just need to embrace that technology is going to be at the forefront of, of especially in agriculture and podcasting, especially we're, we're time poor we're out in the paddock. We're not always connected to the internet. So we need to download, get out and make most of that. Yeah. I mean, it's probably one of the better industries as far as having expanse like you're out on a tractor you've got all this land and all this time but it's like you're still doing something with your hands but your ears are free <laughs> you Absolutely. know most of the time <laughs> you've got their undivided attention 
because if they're not connected to the internet and they've pre-downloaded the episodes, then they don't even have anything else to switch away from, you know? So you actually have a fantastic niche for podcasting. And I think that the more advertisers and sponsors understand that really unique situation that rural people have that they'll be jumping on board and the best thing about the industry that we're in is that we drive so much like you know it's an hour to town for me and I'm not I'm not anywhere near remote to compared to other people for me it's podcasts it's music it's that keeping up with the current affairs so um that's where I see the value in it everyone that's listening to this that's in the ag industry or is targeted at the ag industry reach out to Angie have a conversation because her podcast does really well in her niche so that's just a little plug there guys Uh, (laughs) thank you (laughs) okay so the final question I have is what's your favorite podcast and if you have more than one that's okay uh, to listen to I have a couple. I love the imperfects. I love the chit chat and I love the humor and I love the vulnerability, the vulnerability, I should say, that they've got in their episodes. And that's actually another one of my goals, Brianna. I want to get on the imperfects. Ooh, all right. You know, they talk about the resilience project on there quite a lot. Yes. And I want people to know how resilient rural people are. So I'm just like, pick me, pick me, I'll come and talk. It's probably a little bit out of my age bracket, but I, they give me the giggles a lot. I love um, Life Uncut. Those girls are funny. Ah, uh, yes. That's yeah, a very popular show. Yep. I listen to yours when you pop out episodes because I'm a podcast junkie and I need to keep up with it. So pump up your pod for sure. I've got a friend who just started a podcast. It's called A Place Called Home. He's got some great episodes. I think my biggest takeaway from having these conversations now for our own podcast is that podcast recommendation question. It's like a book club, but for podcasting to get an idea on what other people are listening to. Uh, Because you see, I mean, I get every month, I get the download stats for the top 100 shows in Australia, you know, and that's cool to see. Uh, But I want to know the more niche conversations and the more niche podcasts that people are listening to and why they think that they're really cool, you know, so that's awesome. All right, well, we're going to put a link to all those shows in the show notes description for this podcast episode. We're obviously already you should know that we're going to put Angie everywhere on these show notes as well. If you want to reach out to Angie, if you want to have Angie on your podcast, I know that the bulk of the listenership here at Pump Up Your Pod are podcasters or podcast enthusiasts. So if you want Angie on your show and you've really connected with this message, then please reach out to Angie. Angie, thank you so much for chatting to me on Pump Up Your Pod today. I just think you're an incredible human being. I really enjoy the opportunity to have you as a client as well uh the editors here at bambi media love listening to your show because and it's something i didn't say earlier none of us here at bambi media know anything about agriculture or you know working the land living rurally none of it and that is actually really interesting to listen to as an outsider of that world to get a snapshot into how you live 
because it's it is very different to a city dweller just walking down the street to everything that I could possibly need at any time you know it's very different your way of life and so that's why I think your podcast is valuable not just for people that are in rural locations but people that want to know how other people live I think it's important to understand that yeah I think it is too Rihanna and I always if I meet someone new who's not from an ag background I always think when you look down at your plate to go and eat just remember us because without us no one would survive that's right (laughs) exactly we can we can like get a few carrots from our veggie patch and a few cucumbers or whatever. We can't do all of it. Farmers are just extremely important. It doesn't matter what aspect of farming you're in. It's just um, paramount and we, everyone needs to look after them because we love providing the food and you guys like eating it. So it's a <laughs> yeah. um, partnership. <laughs> 